Praise the Lord. Welcome to the service, to the worship and the word today. Title of the message today is, Let's Just Praise the Lord. Let's Just Praise the Lord. As I was coming to this Sunday in preparation, I felt my spirit stirred in the words of Psalm 67, particularly verses 5 to 7. And the Holy Spirit quickened this word. Psalm 67, 5 to 7. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. Then shall the earth yield her increase, and God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. As I see these words now, I sense they're more prophetic than I first anticipated. God wants the nations to know the blessing of God. He said, let the people praise me. Let all the people praise me. Then the earth will yield its increase, and God will bless us, and the ends of the earth will fear and worship the Lord. We are called to put a praise covering upon the earth. Verses 1 to 4 of Psalm 67, King James Bible. God be merciful unto us and bless us and cause his face to shine upon us that thy way may be known upon earth. Listen to this. Thy saving health among all nations. The nations need saving health today. They need healing. God be merciful to us. Bless us. Cause your face to shine upon us that thy way may be known upon earth, thy saving health among all nations. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise thee. O let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for thou shalt judge the people righteously. The Bible says the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. When God judges the nations righteously, he puts his laws in our mind and in our heart, and we walk in the joy and presence of the Lord. You will judge the people righteously and govern the nations upon earth. Isaiah 9 says, of the increase of his government and peace, there shall be no end. Let the people praise you, O Lord. Let all the people praise you. There's a call in my spirit today that we take more time to praise the Lord. That we take more time to praise the Lord fully. In this hour of need, in this hour of difficulty, in this hour of pestilence on the earth, that we take more time to praise the Lord. New King James Bible says, Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Two points this morning. Number one, praise releases the presence of God. Praise releases the presence of God. The one thing all of us could use more is the presence of the Lord. Our lives would be more blessed. We could use more of the presence of the Lord. We'd all be better off with more of the presence of the Lord. Psalm 22.3, King James Version says, But thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praises of Israel. You are holy, O God. 
You're the one who inhabits. You come and make your home. You come and dwell in the praises of your people. We all know it's true that as we begin to praise the Lord, it's not long until the presence of God fills our lives and our souls are lifted up before the presence of the Lord. There's a need in our lives to be filled with God's presence so that we can live in a heavenly dignity, in a heavenly realm, so that we can enjoy and abide in the life of Christ more fully. George Mueller of the 1800s, who raised up the orphanages in Bristol, England, and was so generous around the world in the giving to missions, he said, Christ alone is the satisfying portion of the soul. Christ alone is the satisfying portion of the soul. Why is there such a call, even a command in Scripture, to praise the Lord? Why such a call to praise the Lord? Is God in need of our praise? Is God in need of adulation and congratulation? I speak as a man. Is God insecure? Is he lessened in some way if we don't praise him like we should? I speak as a fool. Why then such a urging, such an urging in Scripture, even a command by God himself that we praise the Lord? When I was young, a teenager, I remember one of my friends saying to me one day, why does God need to be worshipped so much? Why do we have to praise the Lord? Why does he call for, his, for people to praise him? I mean, really, worship is something that is given, isn't it? Not requested. And at that time, I had no real answer. thought, well, God is to be praised because he's God. We could say God is to be praised because he's worthy. And there are other answers that have come to me over the years, but the most suitable answer that I've found, as C.S. Lewis wrote, published a book in 1958, and he said these words, it is in the process of being worshipped that God communicates his presence to men. It is in the process of being worshipped that God communicates his presence to men. Think about it. In praise, God gives himself to us. That's why he calls us to praise him. In praise, he is able to give himself to us. As we worship, he is able to give himself to us, his presence, his life, his blessing. When we begin to praise the Lord, it's not long till our souls are lifted up in his presence, in his glory, in his word, in his strength, and in his might. I remind you today of the renowned words of the earlier Scottish and later the British Westminster Catechism that man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Man's chief end is to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. Note the order. To glorify God and to enjoy him forever. That is the order. David danced before the Lord. David celebrated and praised the Lord. David reveled in the 
presence of the Lord. And no person enjoyed God as much as David did. And God enjoyed him. David had learned the secret to the presence of the Lord. That is, he would abandon himself in praises and worship. The presence of God would come down and fill his soul. David was a worshiper. David wrote half the Psalms. The Psalms express and invite us into the same delight in God that David had. He danced with abandonment before the Lord. King David danced before the Lord. Can you imagine a prime minister, a president in the earth today, a Christian leader, a Christian prime minister coming into a church, coming into a house of God and dancing before the Lord? My, sometimes we're so stoic, so reserved. But the Bible enjoins us to begin to celebrate and worship and praise the Lord and let God's presence settle down so he can be enjoyed in our very lives. David so abandoned himself before the presence of the Lord that one time his wife thought he was making a fool of himself. She scolded him when he came home. He said, 2 Samuel 6, 21, it was before the Lord who chose me. It was before the Lord who chose me. Therefore will I play before the Lord. The word play, one of the meanings is to laugh in pleasure. David says, it was before the Lord that I danced and celebrated. I will laugh in pleasure before the Lord. I will play before the Lord. The Amplified Bible says, therefore will I make merry in pure enjoyment before the Lord. David knew how to enjoy the presence of God. It's a dreary world. So let's just praise the Lord. It's a weary world across the planet. So let's praise the Lord more fully. Let the people praise thee, O God. Let all the people praise you. Then the earth will yield her increase, and God, even our own God, will bless us, and all the ends of the earth will fear him. Across the nations today and around the world, there is a holy choir of worshipers. Habakkuk 3.3 says, God's glory covers the heavens, and the earth is full of his praise. Around the world, every time zone, the people of God, worshiping and praying and magnifying the Lord and the Lord's presence resting upon them. Then the earth shall yield her increase, and God will bless us. The song some years ago that was so outstanding, it's beautiful still. Song written by the newsboys called He Reigns. Listen to the words. It's the song of the redeemed rising from the African plain. It's the song of the forgiven drowning out the Amazon rain. The song of Asian believers filled with God's holy fire. It's every tribe, every tongue, every nation. A love song born of a grateful choir. It's all God's children singing glory, glory, hallelujah. He reigns, he reigns. Let it rise above the four winds, caught up in the heavenly sound. Let praises echo from the towers of cathedrals to the faithful gathered underground. 
of all the songs sung from the dawn of creation. Some were meant to persist. Of all the bells rung from a thousand steeples, none rings truer than this. It's all God's children singing, glory, glory, hallelujah. He reigns, he reigns. And all the powers of darkness tremble at what they've just heard. Because all the powers of darkness can't drown out a single word when all God's children sing out, glory, glory, hallelujah. He reigns, he reigns. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase and God will bless us. And the ends of the earth shall fear and worship the Lord. Praise releases the presence of God in our lives. And praise covers the earth, covers the nations in the word of the Lord. Number two, praise releases the power of God. Praise releases the presence of God. Praise releases the power of God. Psalm 50, 23 Whoso offers praise glorifies me, and he who orders his conduct aright will I show the salvation of God. The EHV translation says, The one who sacrifices a thank offering honors me, and he sets up the way by which I will show him the salvation of God. The one who offers thanksgiving sets up the way by which God will show him the salvation of God. Another translation says, Whoso offers praise glorifies me and prepares a way whereby I will show forth my victory. Whoever offers praise glorifies me and prepares a way whereby I will show forth my victory. I want to refer to Isaiah 30 in this message. In Isaiah 30, the people of God had come under oppression. The Assyrian enemy, the Assyrian power, had come up against Jerusalem, against Judah, to take a spoil, to overcome and defeat the city of God, the people of God. The enemy came with taunts and fears and lies and ridicule. The enemy delivered a message. He sent a letter to godly King Hezekiah. The officials were there at the walls of Jerusalem and they shouted out their taunts against the city. They shouted out the contents of that letter, not only to the king who had come to the walls, but to the people who had gathered on the walls. And as the taunt went out, the enemy said, the gods of other nations have not been able to stand against the Assyrian army. No power has withstood us. And neither will you, King Hezekiah and all Judah. The idols of the nations have not been able to stand against us. Your God will not stand against us. And as the taunts and fears came, the Bible says the people of God that were gathered on the walls of Jerusalem, their hearts trembled. But godly King Hezekiah took that letter up into the house of the Lord. He spread it out in the presence of God. He opened it up. He said, Lord, look, read this. Here's the taunt. Here's the threat. And it's true, O Lord, that the nations have not been able to withstand the Assyrian power because the gods of the nations are idols. They are the work of men. But you, our Lord, you made the heavens. 
You made the heavens and the earth. Hezekiah humbled himself. He prayed and called on the God of heaven. He called for Isaiah the prophet as well and to receive the word of the Lord. And the, the Lord said through the prophet Isaiah, he said, don't trouble yourself, King Hezekiah and all Judah, people of praise. Go up to the house of the Lord and begin to praise the Lord. Go up to the house of God and begin to praise the Lord. Isaiah 30, 27 to 28, the word of the Lord came through Isaiah and the Lord was speaking. He said, behold, the name of the Lord comes from afar, burning with his anger and his burden is heavy. His lips are full of indignation and his tongue like a devouring fire. His breath is like an overflowing stream which reaches up to the neck to sift the nations with the sieve of futility. And there shall be a bridle in the jaws of the people causing them to err. Then the Lord said to his people, you shall have a song as in the night when a holy festival is kept and gladness of heart as when one goes with a flute to come into the mountain of the Lord, to the mighty one of Israel. The Lord will cause his glorious voice to be heard and show the descent of his arm with the indignation of his anger and the flame of a, of a devouring fire with scattering tempest and hailstones. For through the voice of the Lord, Assyria will be beaten down as God strikes with the rod. And in every place where the staff of punishment passes, which the Lord lays on him, it will be with tambourines and harps. And in battles of brandishing, he will fight with it. God said, go and praise the Lord. I'll look after your enemy. Scripture continues. Then the angel of the Lord went out and killed in the camp of the Assyrians 185,000 men. And when people arose early in the morning, there were the corpses, all dead. Isaiah 37, 36, and 2 Kings 19, 35. While the people were in the holy mountain, while they were in the house of God, singing and worshiping and praising the Lord, magnifying the Lord, the angel of the Lord was out on the battlefield doing work. That was the miracle. While the people were worshiping in the holy mountains, angels were breaking the battle on earth. King Jehoshaphat, send the singers out before the army. Stand still. Salvation is of the Lord. You'll not need to fight in this battle in a human way. King Hezekiah, the Assyrians at your walls, go into the house of the Lord. Begin to praise the Lord in the holy mountain. The scripture ends with this word concerning the king of Assyria. Isaiah 37, 37 and 2 Kings 19, 36. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went away. Returned home and remained at Nineveh. Now it came to pass as he was worshiping in the house of Nisroch his god that his sons Adremelech and Sherezer struck him down with the sword. The great Assyrian empire and army trampling underfoot all nations. But when they came to little Judah and Jerusalem, 
a little praise army took them out. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Praise releases the presence of God, and praise releases the power of God. Isaiah 30, verse 32, in the Amplified Bible says, And every passing stroke of the staff of punishment and doom which the Lord lays upon them, the Assyrians, shall be to the sound of Israel's timbrels and lyres when in battle he attacks Assyria with swinging and menacing arm. The Jerusalem Bible says, with music of tambourine and harp and with dancing, CEV, he will attack them in battle, and each time he strikes them, it will be to the music of drums and pipes. God said, I want my people to go up into the holy mountain. I want them to go up to the house of God, begin to dance and sing and shout and praise the Lord. And it will be according to the sound of their worship that I will bring down the enemies that stand before them on the battlefield. I hear the Lord saying today, and this may be a particular word to some today, stay off the battlefield of earth. Come out of the clash. Stay out of the argument. Stay out of the fight. Quit striving in the arena of men. Don't fight with your relatives, your husband, your wife. Don't fight with your children, your neighbors. Go up to Zion's holy hill. Go up to the mountain of the Lord. Take a song. Take the instruments of the Lord. Take the timbrel and the dance and begin to praise the Lord. Beat your swords into plowshares and your spears into pruning hooks and learn carnal war no more. Isaiah 2, 1 to 5. I don't mind reading about the new Jerusalem, the heavenly Jerusalem, the church, the holy Zion that we are. Isaiah said these words. It says, the word that Isaiah, the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Worship team, come. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days, the last days, that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills. There's no higher kingdom than the kingdom of our Lord. We live in a heavenly dimension. The Lord's house shall be established in the top of the kingdom's exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, Come, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. O house of Jacob, come and let us walk in the light of the Lord. We're the house of Jacob. We're the new Jerusalem. We're the heavenly Zion. We're the spiritual seed of Abraham, men and women of faith. The Bible says, come and let us walk in the light of the Lord. 
today the word of the Lord out of Psalm 67. Let the people praise you, O God. Let all the people praise you. Then the earth will yield her increase. And God, even our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. And all the ends of the earth shall fear him. Praise releases the presence of God. And praise releases the power of God. And I trust today that you'll make a fresh decision in your heart. I'm going to take more time to praise the Lord. I'm going to be one of the singers in the nations. I'm going to magnify the Lord and let his glory be seen in the earth. I'm going to lift him up. I'm going to let his presence fill my life fully. In a dry and weary land, how wonderful the presence of God is. In a world that's under heaviness, how beautiful when the presence of the Lord comes upon the earth and people turn to the Lord. So we know our portion, we know our part in the great worship army of the Lord. We pray these things in this word today that it would find deep life in us and in the world as a whole. We thank you, Father. We thank you today, Father, in Jesus' name.